but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the, Euro, different. The, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different than America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Hi, this is Katherine Anderson with the Achieve a Dream Foundation, where we turn dreams into reality. And we just want to thank you for joining us on the Euro Stepping Show. We hope you enjoy it. Today on the Euro Stepping, I am extremely happy and excited to have Achieve a Dream Foundation. Uh, we have uh, Dr. McGregor, uh, we've got Dr. Marshall, and uh, soon to be Dr. Anderson um, pending. Um, on the show, so I'm going to let the doctors introduce themselves, uh, tell us where they're from uh, and what they um, are currently doing with the foundation. Uh, Dr. McGregor, would you like to start off for us? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dr. Kristen McGregor, uh, originally from Jamaica, born and raised, migrated to the States um, after high school. I won't put a year on that, but I migrated to the States after high school where I attended um, Bronx Community College. I didn't get a, a scholarship coming to Bronx Community College. I just went um, and during my time at Bronx Community College, I ended up getting a full athletic scholarship to Hampton University, um, where I competed in the discus, the shot put, the hammer throw, you know, all the throwing stuff that that was me. Um, and then I worked on my, what, what degree did I get? Mar marketing. My, my bachelor's was in marketing. I have okay. so many, right? <laughs> my bachelor's was in marketing and then um, graduated in 2011. And then I went back in 2012 to serve as a director of operations and the assistant track and field coach for both um, the men and women's track and field programs. Um, during that time, I ended up working on my master's in sports administration. And that's when I was like, man, I got to, there is more that I want to do. And in order for me to do that, I have to get a PhD. And that's kind of how that journey started. And so I ended up getting a, a full scholarship to the University of Michigan to work on my PhD in sport management. And this well, last May, May 2020, I graduated. Um, and now I am figuring out, I'm, I'm trying to figure out life. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Because if somebody had told me that I would graduate in the middle of a pandemic, I would be like, you are absolutely crazy. <laughs> right? But nevertheless, um, I'm, I'm making it work. So right now I serve as an academic mentor with Michigan Athletics. And then also I serve as the chief development officer with the Achieve Dream Foundation. And pretty much in my role, what I do is I just build relationships with different student athletes, coaches, parents, and, and help with the development and the programs that we have here at the foundation. Um, and I'm excited about that work. I'm excited about doing everything, working with student athletes, because that's something that I'm truly passionate about. And so that's really me in a nutshell. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Uh, next to me, I have uh, soon to be Dr. Anderson. <laughs> um, I like that. <laughs> I got you. All right. So, um, as you know, my name is Katherine Anderson. I go by Cat um, with everyone. Um, I'm also born and raised in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica. Went to high school with Crystal. Um, we you also don't need to give us a year either. No year. <laughs> um, we graduated technically the same year. Um, we also competed in the same events. I did the chocolate discus javelin with her, um, where I 
was amazed that I excelled enough to receive academic and you know um, athletic scholarship to the prestigious North Carolina A&T State University um, in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I stayed there for four years and after that I graduated moved to the Washington DC area where I went to Marymount University to pursue my MBA. And then I've pretty much just been in the accounting industry. That's where I studied. That's what I studied in at North Carolina A&T. Um, so I've been in accounting since forever. Um, I would say it's my passion. <laughs> I enjoy numbers. Um, okay. Numbers, that's me. So as a result, I serve as the CFO for ABF and treasurer. So I deal with everything, um, finance, budgeting, you name it. Um, I also will serve as the person that pretty much helps with giving more knowledge or sharing the importance of financial literacy uh, as well. And along with Crystal, we will mentor individuals, student athletes, etc. Um, so I'm excited about this journey. Um, as you can see, we're all student athletes know what it's like we have been there and i think this is the biggest thing that drives us um you know drive our passion and that's Perfect. it for me i like it i like it and last but definitely not least dr marshall tell us about yourself all right of course all right my name is dr claudia marshall as catching in crystal sheared Born and raised in Jamaica, went to the Convent of Mercy Academy, Alpha. I'm actually one of, all three of them, all three of the other co-founders went to the same high school. So this is like a running joke among us. So I'm the only one that did it. You don't know how, she got lucky, she got lucky amongst us. Yes. So after graduating from Alpha, I received a full star um, track and field scholarship to Hampton University, where I competed in everything, literally. Um, <laughs> I did the heptathlon, the pentathlon, the high jump, four hurdles, the four by four, literally everything. <laughs> uh, after I graduated with my bachelor's in psychology, and then I went on to receive my master's in clinical mental health counseling. After graduating with my master's, then I went on to Auburn University to get my nice. PhD in counselor education and supervision. So I currently serve as a counselor educator and a therapist. However, my role with the Achieve a Dream Foundation, I think about it, it's kind of threefold, but I guess it all comes together. I serve as the chief executive officer, the president in my day-to-day -day role, and also the director of counseling. So mental health is my passion. And one of the major initiatives that we have going on right now is um, regarding mental health and providing different tools and resources for our student at least. So that's one of the things that I really love about the Achieve a Dream Foundation is that we take this holistic approach to mentoring and developing student at least. Because when you think about the mental health piece, the mentoring piece, the financial literacy piece, we really thought about all the different things we didn't have. <laughs> and we tried to kind of put it all together and provide that for other student at least. So I'm really excited to be a part of this team and want to share that with you all nice nice um 
and that that kind of I like like the way how you ended that off. Um, and it's great that you guys could get together as a collective and kind of pinpoint, hey, what was missing or what needed support from our journey and kind of put that all together. So, you know, it should corner everything. So, yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think the first big question is um, how and why? I know we just spoke about like the bits are missing, but, you know, you all went to different um, colleges and all the rest, you know, different parts of the United States. So what then said, to, you know, hey, let's get together and, you know, form this foundation. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good question. You know, Claudia would, would be better at answering that. Right. <laughs> doing it, um, whichever one of you want to answer that, I'm fine. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's interesting that he asks that because when right. you think of it, it's something that we've all really been doing in our own, I guess, individual respectives because Crystal and I went to Hampton together. And while okay. at Hampton, we have this thing, it wasn't official yet, but we had the Camp 21, right? where we used to look after, I guess, the generations of Jamaicans that kind of came after us. And then Katrin was always passionate about helping student athletes and bringing that financial literacy piece together. And I remember we were just talking about this where she came and visited me for my birthday in 2020. And we were just on our way to the airport when she was going home. And we were just talking about the different things that we want to do and seeing that overlap in what we were passionate about doing and what Crystal was already doing, what Dakota was passionate about doing. And she was like, well, I mean, obviously we are all in each other's lives for a reason. So why don't we bring all of that together and make it this one central thing? And even though it's something that we've always talked about wanting to work together as a friend group, I think it just came together like, organically, honestly, yeah. in the different conversations that we had. And we really just had to put pen to paper and make it happen. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So uh, on that, how long, I know you guys have just officially launched, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago, but when did it start, you know, kind of like in, you know, before it was as it is now, when did it kind of start? I mean, um, in essence, we all started the Achieve a Dream Foundation really started January. Okay. I mean, there are like bits and pieces of information that we've used from something Claudia was trying to start or something Chrissy started. Okay. But the idea of the Achieve a Dream Foundation in as a whole came about January. And we just started like putting our ideas together, sending each other messages. And then over the course of the year, we were like, yeah, let's get serious about this. So June is when we actually became effective in the books of Maryland. Okay. <laughs> that, hey, this is for real. This is an organization, um, you know, so we got incorporated in June. Um, but for the entire year of, of 2020 was really where we spend the most of our time putting all of, all of our ideas together. Um, would you ladies agree or? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, wow. So, um, you guys have just been going over a, a year, so happy belated anniversary, I guess. Uh, well, thank first, you. First, first year down in the books. Um, so I guess, how would you detail 
what you guys do in terms of services and you know how you guys are you know operating on a day-to-day so we have um when you talk about services or programs like we kind of we like to frame it it's really um it's we we look at the the biggest piece of what we do is really to support um high school student athletes who have that dream of coming to the united states right i think that's the piece that's so important to each and every one of us because we went through that process and we have an understanding of what you know it felt like to like not being uncertain about everything and and coming to a different culture um culture and country and trying to understand how to function here like how to be away from my mom right it's one thing to be a couple minutes or a couple states away but it's a whole other thing to be 3000 plus miles away from your family right and so one thing that we do is we we work with high school student athletes with one helping them to understand the system as it pertains to what does it take to get a scholarship to come to the United States like all the steps that they have to go through and now we're in this pandemic it's a little bit more challenging and so kind of you know encouraging them motivating them and at the same time trying to help them to find um or to have access to different coaches to communicate with the second piece is that we also offer mentorship um to student athletes whether they're in high school or they're in college that you know they just want somebody to talk to um you know if you how I look at mentorship or mentors is that a mentor literally helps you to, to move faster in life because they have all these knowledge and information to kind of you know guide you along that path right so something that might have taken us 10 20 years it might take you a couple weeks because you have somebody who literally went through that process and so what we do is we provide mentorship to these student athletes in whatever areas whatever they're dealing with we provide that mentorship to assist them and then the third piece is to provide that career advising component i think oftentimes student athletes they they're one not aware of everything and all the qualities and the transferable skills that they do have and what you find is they tend to put themselves in this little box right and so we're here to get them out of that box and to show them and say hey hey listen you have all these skills and we're going to show you how to apply them right and so we work with them um for the career advising piece that's typically for students who are in their junior year junior through post graduate to kind of help them to understand like what is it i want to do to start thinking about what what is life after sport right if i'm not going to become a professional athlete what am i going to do next because the reality is not every student athlete would make it to the to, to the league right don't believe me visit the ncaa website it has the stats 2% <laughs> okay of student athletes make it to the league and so for the rest what are you going to do you mm. have to find a job right you have to find something that you're passionate about and so that's where we come in to try to help student athletes to understand that process nice okay um anyone else putting you know putting a little something on top oh she covered right. everything okay. <laughs> um it was it was good so okay so as i said my this platform is um predominantly based um uh, for basketball players and all the rest of it but you know i think in totality it's about international students that want to come over to the states and participate in sport so um with the achiever dream foundation is it only track athletes you work with is it you know how, how who does it 
uh, what's the demographic of the platform? It's all sports, honestly. Um, I know we are all track just because we did track, but I'm sure if I did, I mean, Crystal and Dakota, even though she's in here, they both played basketball in addition to track. Okay. Um, Crystal <laughs> was the captain of the basketball team at the time when we were in high school. Um, okay. so I'm sure they are also as passionate. Um, but coming from where from where we're from, it's it's everything. Honestly, it's basketball, it's gymnastics, it's swimming, it's whatever you you are good at, whatever your pat wherever your passion is. So all sports included. Okay. No sports left behind. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna find like somebody with like a real uh niche sport and and hit you guys up. <laughs> You know what? I mentioned this to someone the other day. Um, actually, one of our members of Connect to You, um, he is a soccer player. Um, hey, but we okay. mentioned to him, you know, if you have, um, we're not sure about cricket because you know, <laughs> we're not sure about cricket. But we were like, hey, there, there is baseball now. It's kind of close, so you never know. You might just be able. I can't look. I'm, I'm gonna have to say on the record. I, I'm gonna have to say on the record that cricket and baseball are not similar. My dad, not. Had, my, my dad had a club, and my brother played like England juniors. And I can't, you know, I just I can't even like as a joke. I can't even go with it because I'd have my head on a stick. So, you know. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's 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 definitely. Um, it's definitely interesting to know the range of sports that they do have over here um, and to know that there's scholarships, you know, sometimes, you know, like I guess football, um, like NFL, or not NFL, or American football and basketball, there's a lot of scholarships that go out um, and there's, you know, fewer when it comes to swimming and all the rest of it. But yeah, there's, you know, you, it doesn't have to be a big sport. You can be really good at um, something really small, such as, um, I don't know, baseball, lacrosse, um, you know, all those sports, they, they, they find stuff, stuff to do with. So, um, yeah, it's real, real good. Um, what's the, what's the first thing you would advise a student, you know, a high school, um, kid comes to you, to you, to the foundation says, Hey, look, I'm really interested in pursuing a college career in this sport. Um, how best do I get to the States? Yeah, so we, we definitely take a holistic and individualized approach to how we advise our student athletes. We take into consideration what their performance is, right? What their academic, not only their athletic performance, but what their academic performance is. So a big part of it is actually having their portfolio where they can present information to us of, okay, this is how I am doing in basketball. I have a, a what is it called? A video <laughs> or a recording yeah, yeah. of me playing. These are my grades, right? This is the basis or the foundation of what they have. And then what we do is kind of come with the information that we have regarding what NCAA and different coaches require from this perspective and then say, okay, now that you have a tape or your statistics and your GPA or your transcript, 
this is what we need. This is the additional resource or information that we need you to collect for us so that they can present it to us. And then we start the advising from that perspective. So there's no general template while there's general things that they need we do it based on where they are because we don't want to give false hope or information mm -hmm. to these student athletes so we want to be realistic based on their individual their individual um performance and statistics and you ladies can add um yeah absolutely um and you know something that we also we pride ourselves in is making sure that parents are involved in this process because i think that's so important and so like, you know, Dr. Marshall talked about earlier where she stated that, you know, we meet with them and we have this conversation. Like we have these one-on-one -on -one meetings with student athletes and we really get an understanding of, you know, what is it that they want to do? What is it that their parent would like them to do? And then we try to kind of almost come like in the middle, right? To, to, so, so everybody could at least have an agreement of, of what's what. And so we do that. And then from there, like, you know, um, like everything that Claudia said, we we go ahead and we apply and we do and we let them know, hey, this is the information that you need to do. This is how you need to send this. So it's really a different steps, right? Because it's so much that happened that has to take place. And now that we're in the pandemic, it's a little bit more complicated because one, they're not able to compete. Um, you know, so coaches are probably not out recruiting and stuff like that. So it's almost like now how I phrase it or how I tell them is almost like you have to market yourself now to these coaches. And so we help them along those paths with, um, with that. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Um, I, I know, uh, dealing with, you know, again, predominantly basketball players. Um, but I know sometimes, uh, parents, and parents of talented athletes and athletes that are talented wherever the, whatever the level there they are they believe that their sport alone will take them to places so you know you might get a young man who is for me six foot ten six eleven uh, great at shooting and you know pretty athletic but is, has no interest in the academic part you know you tell him about school and he looks at you like you are cursing him out and telling him some <laughs> really nasty words what would you know what would your uh message be to that individual or them and their parents if you're not going to the league you need to focus on your grades Thanks. <laughs> i'm just saying like if you're not about to just be like lebron james and go straight to the league you, you have to focus on your grades because at the end of the day, like no matter how talented you are, if you plan on getting, if you plan to go to college to play for college, you have to have grades. Like, yeah. like NCAA yeah. have all these requirements. Like you can't have a 1.0 and, and think, oh, I'm gonna go and play. No, you're, you won't be eligible, my friend. You, you won't even qualify to, to make it to a division one to get a scholarship. Yeah. So it's, it's so important to take your grade seriously. And, you know, oftentimes I tell students this, or not even student athletes, but just students in general, if you plan to start, if you plan to go to college, once you hit ninth grade, you have to start getting them grades together because that's what the, these colleges start looking at. When they pull that transcript, and they see the grades that you had from 9, 10, 11, 12 grade, they're gonna, that's how they decide if you're gonna get in or you're not gonna get accepted. And so it's something that oftentimes, you know, it's sad to know that some people actually think that way, that I could just not do well in school 
and still get a scholarship, but it doesn't work like that because the word is student athlete. It's yeah. not athlete. It's just student athlete. Yeah, and so, <laughs> are you done, Chrissy? Sorry. Yeah, yeah something else I want to add to that too, with you know, with Chrissy saying that is, I think it's because there there were a lot of student athletes in the past that's been lucky enough to. Boom, LeBron, just go to college first year or whatever, or whoever it may be, just go to college first year and right out back, you just go to you go to the conference or you go to the league or you go to the big one, right? And it doesn't mean that's gonna be the same for you. Um, another thing is I'm not sure where the school is that they might attend, but I know for me, um, getting your grades was a big plus. Like if you didn't have a certain GPA, you couldn't go to a simple as a track meet, let alone a conference, meet, you know what I'm saying? So for some schools, they might stress it, like their coaches might stress it more to say, hey, in order for you to go to this track meet, you have to have a 3.0 this semester. You don't have a choice. Um, that was it for me. So I had no choice but to maintain my grades. Um, and I think that's what we are trying to enforce as mentors for these student athletes. You know, when they come up, especially from a different country, we are going to reinforce that. Like you have to maintain your grades, um, not just because you're excellent and you're the best runner, you're the best center or whatever position, wide receiver, whatever you play, you still have to have your grades to back you up because you never know. You could get injured tomorrow and then what? Yeah. It's you know, over. So it, 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 it's funny that you say that because you know as you were talking and and forgive me for going i'm gonna I'm just switch to a little <laughs> quick but you think about i don't know if anyone watches power right and in that in in power there's a kid he's a basketball player he's a star basketball player yeah. and he can't play because he's not eligible nope. right yes. because it's, this is not his talents like yeah he's the best zeke is the best player on the team but he doesn't have any grades and yeah. institutions they have to follow they have to meet different requirements yeah um based on the ncaa rules and so if you don't have a 2.0 or you don't have um you you don't have enough credits there's nothing that can be done you're going to be placed on probation on the bench yeah. if you're on probation you cannot compete mm -hmm. and what people don't realize is when you come to college this is a business if you're not eligible to, why am I paying again for you to come here if you're not eligible to play? And if yeah. that's because of your grades and you're not making that effort to improve your grades, then I'm gonna have to take that money. Mm. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really like, you have to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Like yeah. if you wanna do this, it, like, it goes hand in hand. It's not just, oh, I'm a star athlete. You have to be an athlete and a student as well. Yeah, and I think the pandemic really highlights that now too, because you have so many talented athletes that don't have a scholarship at this point because they don't have the grade, right? right? One, because if they were able to give athletic scholarships, they might have been able to like slide through the crack and be like a Zeke situation, but they can't get that athletic scholarship. And then because you don't have the grade, then you don't even have a chance of getting an academic scholarship which could have gotten you in the same yes. position as the athletic scholarship would have, which is to play, right? So like Crystal was saying, it really goes hand in hand. So it's a big part of, I guess, us speaking the, long, the language that they understand, which is they want to play, right? And if you want to play, then this is also a part of what you need to do to ensure that you can play, which is maintain 
your grades. So yeah, definitely goes both ways from the high school and college level because you're not going to get in college <laughs> if you don't have the grades and you're not going to be able to play if you're in college if you don't have the grades. So either way, you're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> What else do they need? You know, talent, obviously, grades, and what else? Uh, I think it's also about branding themselves. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of athletes, obviously, they're on social media, student athletes. Um, some can tend to share things that they don't really need to share. Um, so we want to stress to them, hey, you know, there's certain things that you want to make public or not make public. Um, so branding is very important. What you want to show, you know, professionals, what do you want to show your teachers? What do you want to show coaches? What do you want to show us? Because we're advocating for you. We are the liaison for you. So um, put yourself out there in a way that's presentable, just like when you're going on an interview um, and let people be, you know, impressed with what they see. Uh, so branding is very important as well. Awesome. Absolutely. And I think just like other skills, like, you know, being coachable, um, being respectful, um, you know, being on time. Like if we say, hey, we have a meeting at this time, like you need to be on time. Right. Because then even like, for example, like if we're setting up a meeting for you to, to, to meet with a coach and you come in 15, 20 minutes late, it doesn't look good. Right, and, and, right. That that doesn't look good. So being on time um, and being prepared, I can't stress that enough about being prepared and ever, having everything together. Because even you know, just not only as an athlete but as a student and everything that you have to do, um, I think that's something that that's a skill that I believe student athletes should definitely start working on now. Time management, because when you come to college. It, yeah. it's no better roses okay <laughs> mm-hmm. so definitely stressing that yeah and i think yeah. just to add to those two that communication skill whether it's written or oral communication because a big part of it and i like how chrissy mentioned earlier that at, at, at getting a scholarship to a college it's a business so there's this level of advocacy that you're going to have to do for yourself so I think being able to communicate in that sense, to be able to advocate for yourself, one, and to be able to communicate. So when you're meeting with us, having that clear understanding of what your goals are, right? And being able to communicate that verbally or in a written format, being able to communicate with the coaches once you get in contact with them and you might not have that middle person which might be us or your parents there anymore right you need to be able to speak to the coaches to let them know what you bring to the table and so on so in addition to those professional skills that they were mentioning i definitely think being able to communicate effectively written in a written or oral format is important as well nice nice um yeah, there's so much more um, to playing collegiate sport than just having the talent and grades. It's I feel like the culture behind, especially being an international student, um, the culture is so vast and and being different from what you're used to, and it, it definitely um, is different from state to state. Um, so what I want to get into a little bit is about you know 
a, a brief overview on, on how you guys individually dealt with when you came over to the States, what kind of, <laughs> what did you go through in terms yeah. of, you know, your experience coming from uh, Jamaica, uh, you know, the weather's nice, the food's good. <laughs> and then boom, you're, in, nice. you're, in, um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're now in the States. So Cat, uh, would you like to go first and, and, and talk to us about that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, first when I came to North Carolina, <laughs> it was a big culture shock <laughs> mm. because um, even though the accent was new for me, so we call everyone that's from the States Yankees, right? Yeah. But everyone is not from New York. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so, so I learned that when I went to North Carolina. Oh, this accent goes so right. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, so as a result, you kind of pick up on the accent first. You're like, yeah, this is something I have to learn because they have to learn my accent too. Yeah. Um, so a big thing for me was culture shock, the way how people would just say hi to each other. Good morning. Everyone is so nice. We are not like that back home. Like if someone says morning to you back home, <laughs> they think you want something yeah, or you about to rip them off or something. Right. So. That was a big culture shock for me too. And I mean, just being a student athlete, um, I learned a lot, just teamwork in general was different um, because we had to follow a roster. We had to follow a schedule. Um, it was more intense in a, in essence. Um, your coach will make sure, okay, I had teammates. We had to check out for each other, make sure we're all leaving at the same time. Make sure we're on the bus at the same time because if one person gets left, then, you know, it's it's drama. Um, it's an issue. Um, so just constantly relying on each other and constantly checking in, basically making sure your other teammates are there. Back home, I didn't do that. I got to the track meet whenever I wanted to get to the track meet. As long as I was there before I competed. You couldn't <laughs> do that in college. You couldn't do that at ANC. You had to be there when the bus was leaving. Um, so for me, that was a plus. And then just being able to, I mean, I was, I would say I, I was fair with handling. I had good time management with school and my academics, but my, my coach stressed it a lot. Um, you just had to make sure your grades was up to par with your, with your talent as well. Um, those were some of the bigger things I saw while I was at AD. Okay. Uh, Dr. Marshall, what about you? Yeah, I, I'm listening to Kat and it's so interesting because my experience is like the opposite of that, right? Okay, okay. So, and I'm listening like, wow, that's so interesting because it was definitely a culture shock, right? Because where I'm from, like a lot of people don't really get that opportunity to go to different places in the country of Jamaica, much less to go abroad for school, right? So it was a culture shock in the essence of one, like not even knowing something as simple as what to major in, right? That was a big, cause I just picked a major that my brother said, this is what people get paid in. So you just need to major in that, right? So I went up to my junior year as a chemical engineer major. And that's not even something that I was going to do. 
Yes. Like that was my major until my junior year. And then I had to take an abnormal psych class and then the rest was history. Um, and that, but it's crazy because in my whole household, like my grandmother, like if you don't say good morning, it's a problem in the house, right? So I found myself like, hello, good morning. Every time I saw someone and they would look at me crazy and they're like, first of all, why are you saying hello and good morning in the same sentence? Are you telling me hi and bye? <laughs> so, and then the language. So one of the biggest thing that really stuck out, stuck out to me, right? Was English. My freshman year, I took an English class and we had to write a paper. And I grew up my whole life spelling with British English. So the I correct English, I might and add. I was talking about color. And that's the only word. That's the only word I remember. Because <laughs> she like literally called me out in the class like, who spells color with a U? You're in college and you're, you're spelling color with a U. And I'm like, oh, that's how you spell color. That's how you spell color. Yeah. That's how you spell color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that like that stuck with me throughout my whole experience. Like really having even something as simple as having to learn to write in American English, like spelling those words in American English, understanding that some places are cold. I didn't know that. I didn't come here with a coat. I came here with my little short sleeve stuff and my shorts yeah. and all of that. Like yeah. I didn't have a coat. You know, that's something that I had to get. So there's so many different pieces that just and i'll say i had to unlearn some things as well i think coming here really exposed yeah. me to a lot of things that we see as unacceptable in the jamaican culture <laughs> and we don't tolerate certain things but having that experience and being in a university kind of helped me to transform some of my views and unlearn some of the toxic pieces of our culture as well so I'd say it was an adjustment in a good way and a not so good way. <laughs> mm, mm, de definitely big, big, big adjustments. Yeah. Dr. McGregor. Yeah. Um, so my story is a little bit different because um, I did not get a scholarship directly from Jamaica. Um, in fact, I came to the States. I... <laughs> I I, I, <laughs> I I was attending I was attending another college in Jamaica at the time, right? And uh -huh. Honest, like I wanted to play basketball. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. I, I was playing basketball at this college, and it's so funny now because it makes so much sense. I was that student who didn't go to class. Believe it or not, well, here I am. I'm a doctor now, so just, I promise you. But so well, let me tell y'all this, this and it, it's so funny because it just came to me. So when I graduated high school, I went to Excelsior Community College. And the reason why I went was the, the, the coach there at the time, he was like the coach for the national junior team. And I wanted to play for him. So I was like, well, if I go and I play for him and I play good, he will pick me for the team, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll get to see, you know, I'll be able to handle practice more. And I went, practice every day. I, I showed up every day. I did everything. Class? I would miss class. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go to school until it was time for practice at six o'clock. I was living my best life. <laughs> and I remember like it was midterms week and I went in and the, the, I was in an accounting class and this man put the paper before me and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was happening? 
and I wrote my name and I left. And I walked out and I called my mom and I said, um, I said, Mom, I think, I think, I think I want to migrate now. <laughs> no way. However, I do realize that most students won't have that same privilege, right? And so I, I migrated and I came and I started to work. I wanted nothing to do with college, nothing. And I started working and while working, I had a supervisor who was like, you have to go back to school. And I'm like, why, what's the point? And she's like, you have to go back. You have to get an education. I'm like, okay. So I applied and I went to Bronx Community College, right? And so for me, like coming to coming to the US, like I went in, I went to work first. So I had that, I had people that would teach me different things and I could learn and, you know, kind of adopt a little bit better. And my family was also here in the States, in New York. And then when I went to Bronx Community College, I had like, I started walking around campus and I saw like all these athletes and like a piece of me was like, Crystal, you gotta go back. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, let me check. But I wanted to play basketball. But when I went, they didn't have a basketball team. And I'm like, what? So the next best option was track and field. And I said, you know what? Let me just do track because <laughs> I know how to do it. It can't be that bad. Let me get back into it. And I remember meeting my coach, Coach Howard, and he was like, I think at that school as well, it was this culture where if you're not, they'll just, if they saw how your body was structured, if you were big, they assumed that you could throw. And so he was a little bit frustrated as well. So I remember going and he was like, I just need to see you throw. And I'm like, okay, like, I was like, he don't believe I could throw? Like, I, I couldn't make sense of it. And, and I remember going, and I threw the discus, and I threw the shot. And he was like, oh, you good? And I'm like, yeah. And then we started talking, and he was like, you know, now he started asking me these questions, like, well, why didn't you get a scholarship? And why? And I started telling him, telling him everything. I didn't know. I didn't know what a scholarship was. I didn't have anyone there to advocate for me. I didn't have anyone to show me, you know, schools in. Because granted, I wasn't the best top athlete in Jamaica, but I was throwing good numbers that I could be able to get a scholarship with. And so he was like, well, if you just do what you're supposed to do, I guarantee you that you're going to get a scholarship. And I said, okay, let's do it. And that's when everything turned around. Greg's turn around, doing what I was supposed to do, turn around. But I think for me, because I went to a community college in New York, I, I started having these conversations with, you know, it was a lot of island people there as well, but there were, you know, white students there as well and Hispanics and all these different things. So mm -hmm. I got a, a feeling of what that felt like first before I went to, to, to Hampton. Not only that, I had a similar experience like Claudia. I remember writing my first English paper and I put the date, I put the 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 the, the, the 17th, like I'll put the, the day first, and the lady yeah. took five points off. And I went to her and I was like, I don't understand. And she's like, Oh, you have the date incorrectly. And I'm like, No, I don't. <laughs> and then I realized that I was like, Oh, this is a thing. And then I noticed in my writing, they'll take points off because I spell favorite or oh, all the words with you yeah, all these different yeah. words and i'm like yeah. what in the world is happening yeah. <laughs> and then i understood that oh there is the, the british way and the american way i was like okay well i gotta convert real quick or else it's gonna be problems and so when i i went to virginia what changed was the culture from new york new york people are rude 
So when, when I went to, 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 um, to Virginia, I wasn't sure if I should say good morning. Because in <laughs> New York, you say good morning, they're ready to cuss you out. So I, I, I remember like, these people would be so bubbly and I'm like, oh, y'all so friendly. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all so friendly or y'all so cool, right? And so, you know, like when I got to, when I got to, um, when I got to Virginia, my problem now was thinking more along the lines of, I'm coming from a community college, would I be good enough to handle a, 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 a four-year college um, curriculum? And, and so that was the piece that I wasn't sure about. Right, it was more so trusting and saying, "Well, I went because you know the stigma around community college. Oh, these are not good schools, and and that's a lie." Because then once I sat in these classes, I was like, "Oh, I learned that at BCC. We yeah. did that. I could do that." And I started handling stuff. And the beautiful thing about it was, I had Claudia was at Hampton, Tosh was at Hampton. We had other Jamaicans on the team, so we had this bond, and we had this this we we just held each other down. So I, I laughed when Kat talked about how teammates missing practice like Claudia, I would have to call her like, yo, the van about to leave. It's six o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and she's talking about like being in, I remember seeing Claudia like up oh, 5 a.m. working on these chemical engineering stuff. And I'm like, girl, like, I'm so sorry for you when you got to figure it out. But it, it goes to show you, it's like when you don't have the support when you don't have the knowledge, when you don't have somebody there to kind of structure you and help you to think about things differently, it puts you back. And, and again, I go back to what I said earlier. That's why mentoring is so important because yeah. something that could take you, that took me, like all of this took us a couple of years to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you, because we're aware of it, we could one conversation be like, hey, be mindful of this. When you write, yeah. take the you out of the sentence. Put your date this way. It, 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 it could be a quick fix, right? And so, but those are some of the things that we dealt with. Like, <laughs> like and, and for me, it was a little bit easier because I had family in New York, right? So when I came to Virginia with a jacket, when Claudia didn't come with one, right? I came to... I came to Virginia with a cell phone. Half of these students probably didn't oh, come with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came there having a social security number. They, they, don't, have one. they don't even know what that is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's like all these different things, they they have no information about, about it at all, and they don't know what to do. And so that's the that's when it becomes a little bit more um difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me, this is, you know, exactly um, three different experiences or, you know, thereabouts. And that's kind of what this platform is, the Eurostepping, where everyone talks about their experience because I think everyone's got their own journey, everyone's got their own path. And you can always learn from someone's experience. You can always learn from, you know, the way someone's walked their mile of how to walk your mile. So. For me, yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely um, a big thing in terms of helping the next generation understand how to achieve their dreams because, you know, you don't want it to be year two, year three when they're just figuring it out and now they've only got one year left. Right. It's like, oh man, I, I could have right. done this, I could have done that. And now it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a big trouble. So 
Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, if, if I could just say something real quick, yeah. it's funny because I remember with what we technically we weren't we weren't roommates, but we acted like we were roommates. And I remember Claudia's um, you know, her not wanting to do that major. Like when I asked her, like, well, why are you doing this? She's like, because this is what my mom or my brother said. And so I took that, I remember that. And so when I became a coach at Hampton and I started recruiting student athletes and I would have these conversations with them and I was like, oh, so what do you want to major in? And they're like, well, my mom says and my dad says, and I have to have these, I said, what, what, not what your mom or your dad says, what do you want to major in? Because your mom or your dad is not going to do the work. Exactly. They're going to do the work, right? And I remember one kid, when he came, when, when I recruited him and he started off, and I remember the same things I saw in Claudia, how she was frustrated. She wasn't happy. I started seeing those things in him. And I was like, what's going on? And that's when he was like, I don't want to do engineering. And I'm like, well, who said you got to do it? <laughs> like, it's like everybody come from Jamaica with this mindset, like you have to do engineering. <laughs> and you don't. And, and he was like, my mom. And I was like, no, have that conversation with your parent or parents and tell them, the things that you're interested in. If they love you, trust me, they'll get on board. Mm. And even if they don't get on board, you still do what's, <laughs> what you want to do. Yeah. At the end of the day, they'll get on board, I promise you. Yeah, and a big <laughs> part of it too is the lack of knowledge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That right. we think that's what we have to do because that's all we know. Mm -hmm. And there's no one right. there to tell us like, these are the different options that you have when it comes to majoring. It's either mm. lawyer, doctor, engineer. <laughs> mm. right. Right? You know all the different things you wanted to be when you were growing up back home. So I think that's one of the great things about having this foundation is like us having those experiences, seeing those experiences in others that we have encountered and then bringing that to them to where we even have like different interest tests or assessments that we would have students okay. complete to see what they match with as far as their personality and career interest and go from there but they don't have those options or the knowledge of those options because they're there if if someone isn't there to kind of expose them to it so right yeah okay. yeah not even as a freshman like when you go to school they don't necessarily present you with all these subjects and say hey you don't have to declare a major your first year you definitely yeah. don't but they don't present it to you where oh you could choose engineering or business or science like i knew nothing about engineering when i went to AT. had i known maybe i would have you know went to that <laughs> side but by the time i learned about engineering i was like yeah it's all right i'm gonna yeah, stick to my accounting right. but if it's presented to them their freshman year yeah. then they'll have more options you know get a better idea as to what's available out there for them yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. I like it. Um, so we're going to have a, a trivial section. Uh, we always have a, a, a trivial, just kind of like a, um, <laughs> a nice and easy se uh, section. Um, so I always ask our internationals um, where they are uh, a couple of quick questions. So what was the weather like in your state? I know you guys have moved around a little bit, so tell us what state and then what's the weather like so for anyone that's going to that state understands whether they need you know shorts or they need a duffel you know a, a duffel coat <laughs> uh, for me uh so i went to school in greensboro north carolina mm -hmm. um in the summertime when it gets hot 
it gets hot. Um, so bring your tank tops, bring your shorts, bring your flops, you name it. You're gonna feel like you're in the Caribbean. Let's just say that. Okay. But um, the winter time can get chilly. Um, I would say you will experience snow, not a crazy New York snow where it's six <laughs> inches, eight inches, no. You'll probably get about one to three inches of snow. So yeah, you still wanna be prepared for the winter. You want your jackets, your gloves, you will be practicing outside in the snow. Yes, in the snow. Oh, so geez. dress appropriately. So you definitely want to bring a jacket, double up on your leggings and your, your sweatpants, double up on your socks sometimes, double up on your gloves sometimes. It gets cold. Um, and then I came to Mar uh, Maryland for my MBA. So if you're going to be in Maryland, pretty much the same. It's all seasons, so you know, you have spring. If you wanna have your nice boots for fall, that's up to you. But yeah, you will have to also bring your sweater and jackets and big boots for the winter time. And summer, you could dress up as such for summer as well. Okay, Dr. McGregor? Yeah, so New York, definitely. You're, you're gonna experience winter. It's, it's, you're gonna have, you need your gloves, you need your boots, you need your jacket. It's cold and it, it, it snows. It's cold. It's, it's cold. Cold is yes. understatement. Um, <laughs> the summertime, summertime, fine. It's good. It's, it's hot. When it's hot, it's hot. And, and you know, you have to make it work. Um, Virginia, like if we get snow, if we get one inch of snow, they shut the place down. Yeah. Um, oh, really? We get a lot of snow, but it, it gets cold. It's not that cold, but Hampton was cold because we we're on the water. Um, so that, you know, that wind chill coming in. Michigan is another, it's in the by itself um you need it you need everything you need a mask you need gloves you need um the, the heat and stuff to put in your things you need a coat all the way down to your ankle i, I, I like i'm so serious <laughs> uh, but it gets cold um but michigan summertime amazing weather uh the fall the spring amazing weather but winter it, it gets serious out here and also during the winter months in Michigan, we don't really see the sun for several months. So it, it wow. gets a little bit um, difficult on you mentally. And so you have to, you know, make sure you're taking your vitamins and all that good stuff, so. Okay, Dr. Marshall. I follow the heat, okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, so to echo what Chrissy said about Virginia, it gets cold. It was cold for me. I wasn't coming from New York, so I was freezing. That this, That is considered cold for me, so I needed a jacket. So if you're anything like me, you're going to need a jacket from Virginia, okay? Yeah, you're going to need a jacket from Virginia, yes. <laughs> yes, um, and like we said, in the summertime, it's hot. Um, in Alabama, it's just hot. It's a different <laughs> Hot. It's just, I think they're closer to hell or something. No, but it's really hot <laughs> in Alabama. Um, in the winter time, and I'm saying winter because it's not really winter time. Mm -hmm. The coldest it will get is around like 50 degrees, and on a freezing day, it's like 48. And oh. it's the same for where I live here in Georgia right now. The, it was cold. It was considered a cold day yesterday, and it was 48 degrees. So, must be, so, oh, man. <laughs> must be nice. Must, I know, right? It's, it's all right for some. <laughs> this morning, and my phone said, "Good morning." It's negative four. Negative four, man. No. Um, okay, cool. Um, 
fun question. Food coming from Jamaica, you know, Jamaica's infamously known as good food. What has the food been like where you guys, I mean, what when you came over, what was the food like? How did you feel about it? College food is trash. Trash, all the way trash. Cafeteria is trash. Oh my goodness. The cafeteria food is the cafeteria food. It's just like when you go to the hospital, the hospital food is the hospital food. Like, there's no in between. What? HBCU Wednesdays are popping because that's when we have yeah, that's fried chicken. Yeah, <laughs> we had special days too at AT. We had fried chicken day or pizza day. So there are certain days you would look forward to more than any other day because you know it's just going to be some sloppy joes or something <laughs> that you're not interested in. But um, because there was a lot of Jamaicans when I went, we made our own food. Most okay. of the times, wouldn't necessarily eat at a cafeteria, even though we had the bucks for cafeteria food. Um, we would go back home to our apartments or wherever and make our own food. And we'll just, we call it a boat back home where everyone would just eat from the same pot, basically. One person make all the food, everybody eat. Um, but the food was just, you know, just normal American food, I guess. Down South, you can get lucky with some fried fish, some good mac and cheese. You know, the down South food, the Southern food is good if you're outside of school. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, if you're outside of school, you can get some nice food. Um, but on campus, regular, regular, nothing mm -hmm. fancy. We didn't we have did, those did. apartment luxuries. Yeah. We were yeah. eating puff tarts and right. <laughs> toaster strudels and, <laughs> and noodles and put it in the microwave and that's what called it. Chinello's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and Chrissy and Rocky went home for Thanksgiving and brought back their jerk chicken for us and we tried to make that last for like three weeks. So. Yeah. We didn't have it. Or we go by friends and cook. Yep. Um, that kind of, and you know, your teammates want your food, so we always yeah. go here and cook mm -hmm. and have a good time. But Chick-fil-A was my spot, still is my spot. <laughs> I think that that's the best thing on earth. You know, so good. Really? Um, yeah, I love Chick-fil-A, man. So you have to try Chick-fil-A. If you're watching this, you come to the States, you have to try Chick-fil-A. <laughs> okay. What other recommendations have we got for food spots? Um, food spots? Not I mean, KFC. Any, any fast food? No, yeah. Not we're not impressed not with KFC. Probably not at all. Throw away the whole thing. Zaxby's makes great salads. Zaxby's has good food. Um, for, definitely from Virginia down south, you'll find Zaxby's. Um, it's a down south restaurant. They have a lot of good food. Chick-fil-A, as Chrissy said. Stay away from McDonald's if you can. <laughs> Go to cookout. <laughs> Go to cookout. Cookout is good too. Um, What's cookout? Cookout, they sell fried food, sandwiches, um, hush puppies, um, not good food for you, just fried food, okay, basically. Okay. <laughs> you get a whole meal for $5, a burger, some hush puppies, a drink, yeah. some nuggets. <laughs> $5, oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that. I go to Outback. They have amazing- Outback too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Is, is that Texas Outback or is it just called Outback? Outback. There's regular Outback. Yeah, what do you think of Texas Roadhouse? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 like a city. But I mean, you can find just like anywhere in the world, you will find the regular um, fast food spots. 
um, or a restaurant, whether it's the Applebee's or a PGI Fridays or, you know. I'm surprised Kat didn't say Waffle House. Right? I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. See, I'm big on breakfast food. So if you are a big person on breakfast food, I will advise you to go to Waffle House. Now, I will put this one blurb in there, but don't tell anyone I said this. The dirtier the Waffle House, the, the better, better the food. Yes. <laughs> it's real. It's real. The, the dirtier the Waffle House, the better the food. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about that. It's so I, I, true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, but Waffle House is good on breakfast food. If you love you some breakfast food any time of the day, 24 hours, Waffle House is the place to go. You know, when you come over to the States um, for, for sports and all the rest of it, you are 17, 18, 19 um, as you said, 3,000 plus miles away from friends and family. Um, and you've got all these distractions. So you've got, you know, drugs, alcohol, and I guess the, the, the sex life. Um, how did you navigate it to not distract you? Um, and how did you navigate it so you didn't get yourself in trouble? When he said distractions, um, so the school I went to is known as a party school. <laughs> Um, that's one of the biggest things we're known for is partying, the way we party. Um, so honestly, if your head is not right on your body, like, you know, you can be easily persuaded. You can be easily, um, there's peer pressure, um, and not just with your teammates. It could be with your roommates, which might not be your teammates, or it could be someone else from another team. Uh, or anyone, your classmates, right? So you really have to be this person that's focused. That's the number one thing, focus. I know for me, I grew up with a single parent. So getting the opportunity to go to A&T was huge for me. Um, so I made it my priority to make sure I was on top of everything. Um, regardless, if, if I was getting a C, I would cry. Literally, I would cry if I did not make the grade that I wanted. Um, also, like I said, the, one of the biggest things that helped us while we were in schools, in school, I'm not sure if this is how it is for a lot of, for any other country, but for Jamaicans, we pride in education um, in a lot of aspects. And I think that's kind of what kind of set the pace for me with the other Jamaicans around me. It's almost like you feel like it's a competition to stay smart <laughs> because it's like you want to be known as a smart one or yeah, she can, she can actually do her work. Like, yeah, she good. Like, you know, so with that and having the coach I had, um, you know, helped me to stay focused as well. Like I said, with my mom as well, um, helped me to stay focused and to maintain the grades I needed. So for me, partying and doing track at the same time wasn't hard because I always kind of knew how to balance them from high school. So, the only thing that made it different for me is, okay, now I don't have my mom over my head saying, oh, you better do your work or, you know what I'm saying? So um, I would recommend to anyone that's going to a school that's known as a party school is to pretty much try to stay focused. Um, focus if, if you need extra time to go into, um, what do they call it? Um, what, what is that, ladies, if you can refresh my memory, you go to this session after class, after your classes, 
study hall. Study hall. So you will be sent to study hall if you are not doing your work, basically. Um, if you need to spend more time there and get your work done, your assignments done before you go back home, you have the opportunity to do that. So if, if you are the person that needs to go to study hall before you go home because you know you won't get your work done, do that. Um, I stress it because it's very important um, to get it done. Um, that's, I never had issues with any issue with being forced to do drugs. Um, yes, you would be in, you know, you see drinking every day at every party you go to, even if, even though it's not supposed to be there or an apartment or someone's house, um, you're going to see it, but you have to know when you're supposed to do something and when you're not supposed to do something. Um, I wouldn't recommend anyone to, to do any, anything that's outside. If it's not a part of the rule, then clearly don't do it. Um, if you can't control it, if you can't abstain from it, then do what you think is best for you in that situation. Like we said, it's a business. So if you're not able to perform and if you're not able to, um, to provide those grades that you need to compete, then that's it for you. Um, a prime example is a teammate of mine, unfortunately, she got pregnant her junior year in college. And as a result, she lost her scholarship. She wasn't able to compete. Um, and so sometimes, obviously, you know, you've made a mistake and, but you need to as well learn from that mistake. And with, with you seeing other people getting into situations as such, then you try to, you know, steer from what's causing you, causing them to get in that trouble. Don't follow them. Don't follow whatever bad company or whatever you think they're in, get away from it, basically. Um, just stay focused and stare the case, basically. Just just go the route that you know you're supposed to go to, basically. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it, it really came down to like having too much to lose. Like if I lose my scholarship, I literally have to go back to a whole nother country. Yep. Right. So I'm not saying that I didn't party and I didn't drink and I didn't do all the things that college student does because right. it's a part of the college experience. Yep. You're going to learn some more about yourself. You're going to explore, you're going to do all these different things, but being an athlete, there's a certain expectation um, of what you are supposed to, and I'm using my ear quotes because, you know, supposed to is a very strong word, how you're supposed to navigate that experience. Um, so one is really thinking about how much I had to lose and then having people like Patrice and Crystal, like, you really want to go to positive tonight? Or you want to come <laughs> sit on a study book, right? <laughs> because they used to always remind me, like, you out there with these Americans, like, if they lose their scholarship, <laughs> they could always go back to another, another school yeah. somewhere else. You going back to Jamaica. <laughs> so even having those accountability partners, like, they really helped me to balance it. Because sometimes, like, we were literally go into a party like a night before the track oh, yeah. and some people they can function and compete and for others it really shows right so i think it comes down to balancing prioritizing knowing your limit because no one is telling you just not to have any type of experience when you go to college because that right. is a part of being in college but finding that balance having those accountability partners and really remembering your why of why it is that you are there and that you'll be on a boat going back to a whole nother country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I definitely echo everything that was said. Um, for me, I and Claudia could tell you, like partying and those stuff wasn't something. It wasn't something of interest for me. So if Claudia is like, "Chrissy, I'm going to a party to party tonight. Okay, have fun. I'll see you tomorrow." So it's like because I knew. So this is the thing. I I can't afford to lose my scholarship. Hampton University was super small, and majority of the time that we went to a party, we got into trouble. Thanks. So, because I don't want my name to be called with that, I just didn't go, right? Because the head coach, he would always find out. He's not, <laughs> he everything. not a but he's gonna find out, and it's it's sad because we would be punished with everybody else, and huh? I would feel mad because I was in my bed sleeping. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So for me, I really had this tunnel vision, like my job, because it's a business. My job was to go to practice, go to class, do my work, repeat. That's what I did. Now, everybody classified fun to be different. Fun for me could be sitting in my room, hanging with my friends, playing video games, laughing and cutting it up. Fun for somebody else could be going to the club and wilding out. My fun was hanging out with my friends. Making videos. Making videos. <laughs> being on social media, playing video games, walking around campus, singing songs, that was our fun. <laughs> Attending different events on campus, but also, and it comes down to this piece that Kat brought up earlier, you are a brand. As a student athlete, you're no longer just representing yourself. You're also representing the institution, right? So when, because if an article comes out about you, it's not going to say, Crystal McGregor is going to say, Crystal McGregor, a member of the track and feed program at yes. Hampton University. Yeah. Right? And you have to yep. remember that. You have to remember that you're representing something that's bigger than you. And I'm not sure, I, I don't want to lose this color. I, I, I don't because I can't afford it. And so if it means that for four years or two years, I'm going to sacrifice just not showing up to a party. Or if I go to a party, knowing when to leave, yes. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and and Claudia could tell you, I will go to parties with them and I legit stand in the back. Okay. All right. When you finish, are you ready? I'll <laughs> 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 show my face. Can I go now? Right. But then I also understand this piece of like peer pressure. Right. So again, it comes down to like, you have to, you have to know yourself. You have yes. to know why you're doing what you're doing. And then you also have to think about like, you have a family that if you go back to Jamaica, it doesn't look good. The community, yeah. they're going to talk. And I don't know about you, but I, I didn't want that. And so for me, just being focused was super easy because I knew I had a responsibility and our head coach, he wasn't afraid to tell us, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you're going to lose your scholarship. Yeah. So it came down to handling my business. I have to be eligible. I have to compete. I have to show up. It's a job. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. laughing because I remember one time in a meeting, Coach B was like, listen, I hope that boy you're running after going to pay your tuition next semester. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, right. Okay. So <laughs> and you were serious. Don't think you was joking. Oh, God. Man, that's nuts. <laughs> that's, um, yeah, I guess being at a small school and, and, and what you said there, Dr. McGregor, it's, it's, you know, there's so many headlines that I read since I've been here. It's like UNM athlete this. UNM, so sometimes you don't even get your name. It's literally just the, um, it's just the, the program, you know, the program right. and the sport. And then you kind of got to read, you know, you got to dig a bit more to find out 
who and where or whatever. So yeah, there, there's a lot at, at stake um, yeah. when you're out there doing stuff because yeah, it's not just you. It's now, you know, the coaches, oh yeah, they've recruited this person and all they want to do is party or they've recruited this person and they're a bad breed, da 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 da, da. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely more than just your own name and just some fun. Yep. So um, definitely having to, to put that into perspective. Um, wow. Yeah, and I just want to add a little piece when you said that it really touched something because when you said it's not just you now you even think about people coming from the country that you're yes. coming from mm -hmm. and how coaches yes. might view them based on the experiences that yeah, they have with you mm. yeah, yeah. That's it's, true. It's, it's true and and you know um as a coach and i talk to college coaches myself we do there is a, a sort of association whether it's a positive or a negative one you always say oh yeah you know get players from spain because they're mm -hmm. you know this way inclined get players from there because they're that yeah. way inclined or you know if you have god forbid you have three players with similar tendencies and they all been negative then that's it you might as well strike off the whole country you know right. what i mean <laughs> like, oh yeah the, 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 right right yeah them Jama them, them jamaican boys man i had them here and they were playing music and they were rough no 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 like i'm done do you know what i mean so um, yeah, it's is real important. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed um, being here with, with, with all of you. Um, it's a shame um, we are missing the, the fourth member. Um, doctor, is it is it Doctor or is it, is, is Dakota oh, a Doctor? She, oh, Dakota Watt. No, she's not. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so missing Dakota, so. Um, but yeah, there are four members of the Achieve a Dream Foundation. Um, can you? Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you, with you all, if you're, you know, a, a aspiring yeah, athlete? So, um, so they can go to our website at theachieveadreamfoundation.org. Again, it's theachieveadreamfoundation.org. Um, I mean, once they go there, they'll see what you know where they can register for whatever program we have available out there. Um, they can also go to our Instagram page at the Achiever Dream underscore. Um, I'm sorry, the Achiever Dream Foundation underscore. And they can also go to our Facebook page, the Achiever Dream Foundation. Um, pretty much once they go to our website, they'll see all that information there as well. Um, they can reach out to us via email. Once they go to our profile, they'll see all that information um as well perfect perfect um yeah i definitely hope um they get in touch with with, with you guys about any queries um and if it's okay with you i'd like to put your you know your uh social handles um on the show as well just in case they wanted to reach out and you know they might have connected um with with one of you uh, on your journey and they might want to inquire so you know as i said dr mcgregor going to a, a community college um then kind of you know still doing track and field and then you know going through the process and getting a phd you know there, there might be someone in a similar line um and i know there's a lot of uh as you said, a lot of bad press about community college, but there might be somebody wanting to, or someone that's on that track and wanting to reach out and hear your story a bit more. So if it's okay, hopefully I can put everyone's social media handles on um, on the show and they can reach out if, if they feel like they wanted to connect on a more personal level. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yeah. 
Perfect. Um, so, um, actually, if they visit our website, like our social media handles are on our page. Yeah. So that could, they could awesome. go that route. But we could also give you that information so you can drop it in your description no worries perfect well thank you for hanging out with us today we really appreciate it um as i said i've been looking forward to it um like the whole week um and i'm really glad to hear from you all today yeah thank you for having us <laughs> hey this is crystal with the achiever do foundation thank you for watching the euro stepping show today we hope you enjoyed everything that was said Hey, my name is Claudia and I'm with the Achieve a Dream Foundation. Thank you for watching Eurostepping. Appreciate you watching the Eurostepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Eurostepping. Watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping, a great podcast show hosted by Coach D.